Hello and welcome to another episode of the Park Rush Podcast. This week we are doing a trip report with Tom Akers. Hello there, Tom. Hello there, Josh. You went to a theme park that is not in the US. No. Not in Europe. No. But in uh, Singapore. Can confirm it was in Singapore. Universal yes. Singapore to be exact. Universal Studio Singapore. The Sentosa Island. Sentosa Island. And we're going to talk about it. We sure are. So, Universal Singapore, Universal Studio Singapore, not run directly by the Universal Studios group. No. Owned by uh, Genting. Uh, well, I was just going to butt oh. in there, sorry, on... We've we've done Disneyland Paris trip reports, and you mentioned on those that the situation there used to be that Disney didn't fully own yes. the park. So is the situation in Singapore, as far as you understand it, is it kind of what it used to be like in Paris? Absolutely, yeah. So the the land is not owned by Universal; they sort of run the park. Yeah, alongside the, the owners, of it's the land. licensed by Genting from the Universal Studios Group, right? And you know, sort of part run by Universal Studios Group as well. Oh, okay. So the park itself, Tom, that the you visited. The park itself, yeah. Where do you want to start? Start, start at the beginning. That makes sense to me. Yes, I mean, so for those of you who aren't aware or haven't been to Singapore before, I, I like to think of these trip reports as being almost like guides for people who haven't been and maybe are looking to to go. So Universal is on Sentosa Island, which is seen as kind of the tourist destination. Singapore is a, is quite a strange city. You either love it or hate it. I feel because it is sort of exceptionally clean. It, it's it's kind of quite futuristic looking, but some people have, have argued that it lacks personality. It's almost a bit too perfect in a weird way. Yeah, some people some... call it the Monaco of Asia. Yeah, sure, that makes sense. Little of it feels natural. It all feels quite manufactured, and from what I understand, you know. As there is all over the world, there are poorer parts of Singapore that I'm yes. sure the government would prefer you not to go and explore. Generally speaking, though, it's um, where I stayed and where I explored. It was you know, sweeping skyscrapers and some incredible vistas. And Sentosa Island is kind of slightly removed. Yeah, there's a bit of a walk, and you go over this amazing walkway over this body of water. You know, beaches and places to eat and you know attractions of all sorts really and universal kind of strangely is just kind of nestled in there it's yeah yeah quite a small park it is a very small park i, I want to say it's their smallest right um there was actually a story about a month ago about singapore potentially looking to expand sentosa island so this is a story from theme park insider they did a good write-up where the minister for trade and industry in singapore announced at a trade show that there were plans to reshape and expand development at sentosa which could benefit universal yeah if they could benefit from potential expansion over there there's obviously plenty of stuff universal have been busy building in other parks over recent years that haven't made their way to Singapore. And Singapore is a very modern park. I, I want to say it's maybe 2009. Obviously, they don't have any Harry Potter stuff over There's there. There's no Harry Potter stuff, so that's the obvious thing. Uh, and people wonder, well, if there is ever to be an expansion at Singapore, Harry Potter is the obvious thing to, and to add. Much like the rest of the world, yeah, uh, Asia as a kind of area, yeah, big fans of Harry Potter. Or, you know, they've got this Pokemon deal now as well with yeah. Nintendo. Well, it's not a Pokemon deal, it's a Nintendo deal. Yeah. Whether or not Nintendo could could be part of the Singapore part as well, I don't know. I'm um, sure they'll try and bring it to as many parks as possible. One would think. Much yeah. like Disney with Marvel and Star Wars. Yeah, there is potential for expansion at this park, which is very small. So I guess I'll just take you around it, Josh. You've got the map open here. I sure I, do. I will let you decide 
where I take this, and I will just talk about where we end up. So, well, yeah. I guess first of all, the globe, the universal globe the outside. Universal globe is technically outside the park entrance. So, how is it compared to say Universal Orlando? It's very similar. And as I said, because it's outside the entrance, you can just rock up to Sentosa. So you can just get to Sentosa and walk around. It doesn't cost any. There's certain stuff you can do there without spending any money at all. And then if you do want to, they've got this sort of token system where you spend money on, you know, I want to do, you know, I want to buy this token, which gets me entry to two attractions from this tier and one from this tier. Right. That kind of thing. Yeah. To get into Universal, you didn't have to buy these tokens that might also get you into other parts of Sentosa. I think you could just say, I just want to go to Universal. But because the globe is outside, you get people who aren't necessarily going to the park. You can just rock up and get that photo that yeah. everyone wants outside the Universal globe. Absolutely. But once you're in the you go through the gates, park proper, you go through the gates and you're into by Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood. You make your way to America. So Indeed. looking at the map, it seems like there's a bit of a mix between, as uh, for people that know Orlando, Bit of a mix between uh, the Studios Park and the Islands of Adventure Park in terms of theming yes. in the lands. Yes. Obviously, Ho- Hollywood first off, this seems like the sort of entranceway. Uh, not much in the terms of rides here by the looks of things. No, none at all. So there's shops and there's places to eat. So you've got the, the park gift shop, the main gift yep. shop. You've got a Starbucks, of course. Of course. And, everywhere these days. Yeah. And you've got characters who will kind of wander around how does uh hollywood compare to say um entranceway to islands adventure or you know main street usa in a disney park for example i guess it's similar in terms of what's there i mean it's all it is all shops and eateries and it does that thing that that main street usa in paris did for me where it just felt like oh i'm not in singapore anymore i could easily be in florida right now it does feel like you're walking down a u.s street did stop in the starbucks and uh, later in the day i did have pizza not down the main entry street but just a big old slice of new york style pizza in the new york in new york the second park as we go that if we go right that was very expensive also anti-clockwise yeah so we'll go anti-clockwise then so go to new york new york new york new york have you you've been to new york i have i've been to new york yeah Separately, yeah, not together. So, uh, how actually, does New York compare to New York? I mean, you've got you know the very New York style street signs, obviously, you know, very authentic you know, the traffic lights and the, just the frontage of all the shops and the buildings. Yeah, I think it's quite well done actually. It, it does feel like that. Which theme park is it in Florida? Is it one of the, is it Universal or is it MGM that has the the New York theme section? Or am I making uh, that up? Universal. Universal. Yeah. So, yeah, much like the main entry street, it, it definitely has. That's where the that Jimmy ride. Fallon ride is now. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, there was a diner there, which was reminiscent of the diner that is in Universal Florida, which is round near Terminator, is it? And it's... Okay, yeah. I think... Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's you, got I mean, like a car outside. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. So- I think a parade goes by that way. The, the the restaurant in Florida. So yeah. as you're coming from, if you're coming, I think from like Transformers, and coming round to the street where Terminator is or was, and the behind the scenes show or whatever it was, and the the prop shop and stuff yeah. like that, and you can meet Scooby Doo. And there's a restaurant there, like a diner, like a very 50s style diner. Yes. So I've got one of those. Um, there's this pizza place that I mentioned, and then there's two. Does uh, the pizza place feel authentic? Sure, I think it was Sesame Street themed. I want to say I might be it's misremembering. Quite... Uh, okay, 
But if I am, I guess it's Sesame Street is in a like... Sesame Street ride there. Right in so, New York. Yeah, in New York. So there's two attractions in New York. One of which I was actually genuinely impressed by. The other one, as I said, you know, was Sesame Street, and so I was um, maybe a little out of the loop. I was not really a Sesame Street kid growing up, but we did do it. And it was very simple. You're in a, a you know a little vehicle that barely moves at all, and you're going around, and there are animatronic Sesame Street characters and screens. And this is the Sesame Street Spaghetti Space Chase. Yes, it's a bit mental. It's and a great I, name. And I, it, yeah, you can't fault the name, and you can meet Sesame Street characters outside. Brilliant. I did tell myself that if I saw Cookie Monster, who is he? Sesame Street. Or is Cookie. He Sesame Street. He is Sesame Street. So I did yeah. tell myself if I saw Cookie Monster, I would get a photo but i didn't see it did you meet the count no i didn't meet the count either is, is he part of the ride count i'm pretty sure count was part of the ride is he counting it did feel like there was a who's who of Sesame one ah uh, uh, uh. see you've kind of lost me here two ah ah because he's a count so he counts oh that makes sense yeah now. but yeah I, I was never a sesame street kid i, I don't know I, I mean i know i know the count when it comes to there's bert and ernie yeah. And Elmo. Okay. And Big Bird. Big Bird. Is there a dog or is he Muppets? Grover. Yeah. Oh. I think Grover might be Sesame Street. Okay. But there is also a, I feel like there's also a dog in Muppets. Maybe. Yeah. I must admit, it flew over my head a little bit. Sesame Street. Spaghetti Space Chase. <laughs> but one thing I, I did really enjoy in the New York section was Lights Camera Action hosted by Steven Spielberg. Was he so, there? He was there? No, unfortunately not. Oh. The real Steven Spielberg wasn't there, but he was on this big screen. Oh. Like he was there. He talked to us it, through... Is it like the beginning of E.T.? What we were about to see. I guess so, yeah. But this was, I guess, the closest thing to compare it to is Twister. Okay. And Twister's obviously gone now. In oh, Florida. with... Um... Bill... Well, with me, Bill Paxton. He, uh, he really wanted to the be there. paycheck I'm getting for this is not nearly enough. No, I shouldn't mock him because rest his soul but and it's uh, a great film and it is a great film 100% but yeah this one definitely had twister vibes and I was genuinely impressed there was a part where you know you're, so you're on a sound stage and everything's getting destroyed and you're, you're meant to be in New York believe it or not and you're in this sort of outhouse watching where you've been evacuated to watching this tornado fly in and destroy the city New York does get hurricanes yeah so makes sense and um, I think what summed it up really was that there was this one part where fire is approaching you across the water getting closer and closer to where you're standing causes this explosion that causes something to collapse and it falls close enough to you that my dad who was standing pretty much as close as you can get to the barrier genuinely stood back oh wow and was like oh clearly wasn't going to hit me but it, it got me i was yeah. like i need to stand back my sort of instinct was to to get out of the way so it was it was it was actually pretty intense actually for what it was and I think were there any flying cows? Were there any flying cows? That's a good question. I can't remember if there were. Less of a deal was made out. Oh, okay. There was no gift shop where you could buy stuffed cows. <sighs> there was no cow sticking out of the side of the entrance. Because pretty much why I went through the Twister experience well, was to see the cow. That's fair enough, I suppose. But I think one of the reasons I, I really liked it was um, because the the movie based theme parks have, as we've talked about on this podcast before, really moving away from that whole vibe you know here's how the movies get made this felt like this is going to be one of the last times i maybe get to do one of these because they don't really exist in florida anymore they're probably going to be phased out in other parks where they exist 
And this one, it's nestled in a in a building and in a part of the park that you can't ever see them really uplifting a great deal. It right. felt like this part of the park was little more than a thoroughfare with a couple of sort of, you know, minor attractions at the end of the day. I mean, if I remember correctly, this show wasn't even open all day. It only ran a couple of times. And Do you feel like there. if they had full control over the Marvel license, this could be a Spider-Man ride? What, what the... The, the backstage yeah thing. could they could they replace like rip it out and put possibly I mean it's difficult to say I mean I I imagine the Spider-Man ride is deceptive in how much space it requires probably, yeah. and so I would probably say no I think if, if they were going to if they wanted to replace this it would be something like a a, a stationary show of some description right you know, some sort of you know the Minions ride maybe from okay yeah Jimmy Neutron, you know, Hanna Barbera. Yeah, I mean, if they stuck Hanna Barbera in there, I'd be straight back to Singapore. I tell you, and, and in a weird way, it wouldn't surprise me because parts of this park and the vibe I got overall was that it did kind of feel like a hand-me-down Universal. Yeah, but in a way that I kind of could appreciate. Yeah, like it. We were all walking around, so I went with my family, and you know, we'd look, you know, we we're all having fun enough fun, but we we're looking at each other like, oh, this is. Some of this is a bit half-assed. You can tell they haven't quite spent quite as much money Trademark. here. This bit is a little bit hand-me-down compared to what we used to. But it was kind of like a, a patched-up quality to it in a way that meant you, you kind of it, wanted it's to... surviving. You kind of wanted to ruffle its hair. Yeah. And sort of be like, oh, it, it, Keep it up, you, scamp. You, you try. Good job. Well done. Yeah. And that's kind of the vibe I got, especially from this New York section where right. you kind of had this very cheap-looking Sesame Street ride. But, oh, look, it's Elmo. And then you had this relic of a bygone age in terms of a soundstage based attraction yeah but you can help but get behind it really fair enough and they had a street show at the end of the new york street you know a dancing trip you could get a picture with what's her face Be- marilyn monroe okay and, uh, like the cut betty boop is it betty boop betty boop yeah betty, they, they were out and yeah. about you could get pictures with them cool so yeah that was that was very much the vibe it was it was new york new york new york new york yeah I guess in contrast to New York, New York, then right, the Sci-Fi City. Sci-Fi City. So how was the theming of Sci-Fi City? Because looking at be honest, the map, it yeah. doesn't look very themed. The theming of Sci-Fi City. To be honest, if you wanted a good Sci-Fi City experience, I would just leave the park and just go and walk around just in Singapore. Singapore. Yeah, Whoa, it was more of a Sci-Fi City than Sci-Fi City was. I've seen sort of people muse, I suppose, on you know forums and whatnot about should there come a time where Marvel Superhero Island is abandoned yeah whether a quick and easy re-theme for that part sci-fi of city adventure would be a sci-fi city where you wouldn't be limited by a franchise and you could chuck together sort of oh, here's a star trek thing here's a transformers thing and here's a Battlestar galactica thing which unfortunately wasn't open when you went right no so i, I this is I, I would imagine is kind of the trait that the flagship ride it's a dueling roller coaster dueling dragons of singapore yeah the theming is lacking i mean i'm not familiar with battlestar but it was it was you know the queue area had props from the movies and the tv show yeah a lady who i assume was one of the actors from said show was barking orders at you on a tv about you know take this seriously and she was very intense it was one of the most intense overly intense ride videos i'd ever seen it was kind of off-putting. Like, <laughs> God, you're kind of putting me off and riding this thing. You seem like a real nasty piece of work. I don't know if I'm listening to you. And it didn't help that we queued for a very long time because it was one of those annoying instances where I think everyone in the queue was like, this is broken, isn't it? But they wouldn't just tell us that. 
they wanted to maintain the a long queue that no you're going to get on it don't worry everything's under control and then eventually it wasn't they they opened up I'm like yeah this is down at the moment so we wasted a fair bit of time and in the end didn't get on it but yeah there's um, two so, different two completely different rides actually Tom yeah so the queues for both are different it's not a case of you queue you go through an entrance and you get to a certain point and then you diverge uh, the, the the two queues start at different points. Yes. So I guess yeah, you could see them as two different rides, well, but they do intertwine they, slightly. They are version of different rides. So uh, there was Battlestar Galactica Human. Oh, so one of them is suspended and one one of them yes. is not. Yes. Yeah. So Human is seated, does you know loops and twisties and stuff. Yeah. And then you got Battlestar Galactica Cylon, which is the bad guys, from my really really limited Battlestar knowledge, which is the suspended coaster. Did they look like good coasters from the from you know looking at them? Obviously, you've been on a, f- a few roller coasters. Yeah, I honestly couldn't tell you because I'm not sure they were running at any point on the day that we were there. Oh wow! But like I said, I get very much get the impression that it is seen as the flagship ride. Yes. So certainly something I would have enjoyed. And then the only other ride in Sci-Fi City is Transformers, which is a carbon copy of. Transformers the ride from other universal themes. It's parts. identical, is it? Exactly the same, right down to the queue area, and I think the shop at the end is pretty much identical. And also outside, you, Do you can get Autobots and Decepticons lingering around outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can nice get pictures with them. I'm always just in awe of those costumes. It's really impressive. They're incredible. They look amazing. The the detail, obviously, the size of them. I'm I'm always. I'd love to know exactly how those. I've work. always wondered whether they're actually costumes or whether there's, if they're robots. Right. I mean, I've never been quite sure. I think they look too good to be robots. They do look really good. Sort of the, the the range of movements and also the way they respond and react to the guests. I, I have to imagine there's a guy in there or a girl in there, and I don't know how they do it. Well, yeah, I, I think there's there's certainly cameras in there. If it, if it's a robot, then it's cameras, and there's someone in the back, controlling it. Right, but again, I'm not sure. Did you not go on accelerator? Was it? No, did you notice accelerator? accelerator. I can't say I even noticed it. Maybe that was a teacups ride. Does uh, a whirling twirling attraction? So uh, teacups very much sounds like it might be. Weirdly, they should have had like uh, there's some good something that they could have done good theming here from sci-fi into the next area is to have a Stargate would have been good theming. Right. I don't know if you've ever seen Stargate. No. But they I go haven't. to different times and eras. Oh, okay. So you could go from, say, you know, a futuristic sci-fi city yeah. into maybe uh, ancient Egypt. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe you could do that. I did do that. You did do there that. There was no real transition. Oh. I, just, I had one foot in the past and one foot in the future, Josh. Just st- standing there like, look yeah. at me. What do I do? I'm literally the present. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, out... In ancient Egypt, you've got uh, a little kiddie ride called Treasure Hunters. Treasure Hunters. Drive your own desert jeep. Oh, cool. And uh, as if you're an explorer in an excavation site, it's not something I did, I must confess. Oh, sounds like right up your street, Tom. Well, yeah. The main attraction is the Revenge of the Mummy roller coaster. Roller coaster. So this was interesting. So Roller coaster. From what I understand, the Hollywood attraction is also maybe a bit closer to this. So the Florida attraction is obviously, and I, I love this about it, it's based on you're meant to be on the set of a new Mummy movie. Yes. And the curse is real. So you've got 
actors and crew members on screens in the queue area talking about what it takes to make one of these movies and also about the fact that they're pretty sure the curse is real. Yeah. Among them on the screens is one Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Who I love. Not uh, still employed, not Tom Cruise. Not Tom Cruise. I, I, I read... Hashtag not my excavator. Yeah. Do you think that was a plan, do you think? To retheme that ride at some point, the mummy, the new mummy. I'd imagine it. I don't know, because it's like it fits so well with Brendan Fraser mummy. Exactly. I feel doesn't like fit with... even if it didn't flop commercially, the, the Tom Cruise movie, I don't think it would have been an, e- as an, easy, an easy change. I think you would have lost so much about what makes that ride so fun. Yeah. If you turned it into just a very straight, very serious mummy, you know, Tom Cruise action movie ride. But, but how does this one compare, Tom? So rather than it being you're on a film set and the curse, the curse is real. It's all just played straight and genuine. So you are actually in Egypt. You are actually in the tomb of Imhotep. He's a real dude, and rather th- and and he's looking for the Book of the Dead. Um, I think that's in the film. That is in the film. I th- is that in the second film? Or is that the first film? I can't remember. But anyway, the, the second one's Scorpion King, isn't it? The the Scorpion King is in the second film. You're right. Yeah. But I, I couldn't remember if the Book of the Dead. Worst in the second film, CGI ever. Rachel Weisz ends up dead. And I wanted to say Whoa. that you have to use the Book of the Dead to revive her in The Mummy Returns. Oh, yeah, maybe. Hmm. But maybe he was using the Book of the Dead in the first one as well because he also wanted to revive his lady. And himself. And himself. Man, I need to rewatch The Mummy. Good films. But good films. Well, apart from Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Oh, God. Yeah. And I watched that at Downtown Disney. Oh. Yeah, they've still got like posters up for that in the queue area of the one in Florida. It's so bad. It's coming soon. <laughs> Get hyped. Yeah, maybe they're just going to re-release a it's better a, version. Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Anyway, Josh, please let's talk about good Sorry, things yeah. in life, such as this mummy ride. It looks well themed from the outside. Yeah, you've got so as a, so the whole area is is ancient Egypt. You've got these massive statues, like Anubis style statues, that greet you. The sense of scale is really impressive, and I, I did miss. I must admit, I prefer certainly the the idea that you're on a film set. One because that just jives more with the with the park. Yeah. But also, it's just more fun. Uh, this one just takes itself more seriously, but it still works. I mean, I read that they spent substantially less money on this version than uh, I think this one cost about twenty million. Brendan Fraser wasn't uh, employed no, for exactly. this one. They didn't have to pay a fat check to Brendan Fraser. Well, I'm pretty sure Brendan Fraser would have taken any sort of check. A cookie. <laughs> a cookie. A coffee. <laughs> yeah. Just a ticket to the park. Just let me in. Let me please, ride it and I'll please. do it for you. But yeah, this one's played just far straighter. Like you're actually going through his tomb. and you know, Similar roller coaster? Or... Yeah, similar roller coaster. It's got the stop halfway through. But instead of it being a, uh, a leg pull, it's more genuine like Imitate just stops you and tells you how he's going to kill you and brilliant come back to life and everything prepared to forfeit your souls and the ride ends not with Brendan Fraser being like hug you made it back hey how you going how's it doing and then getting eaten it just ends with Imotep being defeated because you you know rode so fast <laughs> yes <laughs> like I'll get you next time essentially yeah yeah it's I can't wait for the sequel ride me neither it's going to be good yeah, I mean, it's still a great roller coaster. I mean, that's the thing you often take for granted, I guess, with the mummy because the theming is so good and it's so much fun. You do forget that with amongst all the great theming and the animatronics and the special effects, it's also just a really good roller coaster. It's yeah. fast. It's got great dips and drops. It's got the great 
accelerated launch. Yep. It's fantastic. So, and this still has that. So, although the theming is impressive in a different way, the roller coaster part itself is still just as excellent as as it is at the other parks, as far as I'm aware. So, I enjoyed it. That was probably the best ride at the at the, at the park. Not to not to spoil the rest of the oh. episode, well, right, Josh. Go home, everybody. Yeah, Thanks. May as well leave. Did you uh, did you meet the Egyptian royalty? I can't say I did. Oh. You, know, you had big people. You had people ripped dudes. And uh, attract on the ladies stilts. on stilts. Yeah, yeah. Always creep me out. Yeah, they are quite scary, actually. They mm. they really get into it. Yeah, they take their jobs very and they, seriously. And they do that like weird lean over thing. Yes. Yeah. Always does me in. We move on. This part of the park is a bit strange. So most of it is Jurassic Park themed, the Lost World. But there's also a Water World show. Uh, so based on the film of the same name from I believe the mid nineties. Yeah, with. Uh... I can't remember his is name. It, it's not Costner. Ke- it is Costner. It is Kevin, Kevin Costner. Costner. Yeah. It's a Mad Max style oh, okay. film. I've never seen it. No. I, I just know of it. Waterworld's a really good show though. Is it? It's excellent. Yeah. It's it's very Indiana Jones, the stunt spectacular in terms of its sort of setup, but they, they don't stop to explain things like they do at that show. Sure. It's, it, they just play through it is a actual show that you're watching. Yeah, like... they just play through a narr- play through the narrative of the show. Like which uh, mostly went over my head to be honest. I was yeah. just watching the stunts. It's, it is a water based show, right? Yeah, so you've got people coming through on speedboats, you've got people doing fisticuffs up on these suspended bridges and knocking each other over the sides and falling, you know, tens of feet down into the water. You've got incredible fire effects. You've got these... The set's massive. There are these huge gateways at the back which open to obviously let more extras in. And as I said, they'll charge in on their speedboats and do little jumps and boosts over little gaps and ravines and things like that. Everyone hams it up to a good degree. There's some good audience interaction people shooting water at the people in the front rows and things like that there's a there's a lot to be impressed by actually and it, it's quite long um it only runs a few times a day but i felt like it was it went on for a good half hour including a little sort of preamble where people are just getting the crowd going and i i like um on this map it has live in inverted commas yeah i'm not sure why <laughs> it's because it, it definitely is live <laughs> I can confirm that it was unfolding it's in, all, front of my, all pre-recorded. in front of my actual eyes. I just find it amazing that this theme park that was built in 2009 felt the need to have a Waterworld attraction. I know. I, does Waterworld, is that a thing somewhere else? Is this an exclusive? Mm. Has it ever been a thing anywhere else? Not as far as I'm aware. Is there another Universal stunt show from years gone by that there, is there close was the... enough to Waterworld that they felt they could easily replicate it here? Where, Why is uh, there a Waterworld ride at this modern theme park in Singapore? Fear Factor, Joe, Fear Factor Live at Studios. Yeah, that used to be a cowboyish live show, right? Where people were being shot off buildings huh. and you know fisty cuffs at et al. I mean, don't get me wrong. It, as I as I said, I was impressed and it made for a good show. I'm just baffled as to the decision. They got Maybe made they're trying to bring it back. Maybe they're testing the waters <laughs> yeah. for a potential reboot or or sequel. Does Kevin Costner want to come back and a do a sequel? Water- oh, nice. Ah, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water world. Am I right? Am I right? And the rest of the Lost World, Josh, was Jurassic Park themed. Yes. Fittingly. Do you think they're going to rebrand it Jurassic World here? I guess they could do. I mean... I, Obviously, I that's what they're doing at uh, Islands of Adventure. 
Are they though? Is it? Is there, there's kind of two rumors, correct? There's a, one that they might retheme it, and another that they might just build another Jurassic Land at a third park. I've heard that the theme, the rebranding, has already started. Huh. Well. But maybe I, you know, I might be wrong on that. Well, they're retheming the Jurassic Park ride in California to Jurassic World. Right. Okay. Um, but they haven't yet confirmed or announced or even hinted at any similar plans for the river adventure in islands of adventure they've got the raptor meet and greet which is very much inspired by jurassic world but that's it and there are rumors of them building a jurassic park roller coaster islands of adventure and whether or not that would be themed to jurassic world or not is unknown also so we had the uh, rumors that we spoke about a couple of weeks ago about the orbs Oh yes, being trademarked. Yeah, that's that's right. That was on our oh. first episode, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can't see anything substantial happening at Singapore until there's an expansion, if if that happens. Yeah, they, they, they don't seem to own a lot of land. No, this here. feels like something that Universal. This seems to do very well, as far as I'm aware. Like gate numbers are pretty good, because there's nothing else like this in Singapore. Yeah. So unless you want to go to Japan, you know, this is as good as it gets in this part of the world. I don't think they probably. I don't think they really feel under huge pressure to particularly update this Singapore park, and I think the fact that they have gravitated towards what I think most Western theme park goers would consider to be kind of weird properties shows that they there's a confidence that yeah we don't need Harry Potter, we don't need Jurassic World. We've got you know the Waterworld soundstage was full. Yeah, people were queuing for hours to do the Puss in Boots. Oh wow. Ride. Okay. I mean, people just. I guess Puss in Boots is quite a l- beloved character. The, the flagship roller coaster is Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's this park's weird, Josh. Bears beats and <laughs> best uh, So you got you got a number of rides here. Yeah. Uh, in the Lost World. Yeah. Can- Canopy Flyer. Did Can- you go on that? Yeah, we did actually. So Canopy Flyer, I guess the closest thing you can compare it to is uh, the Pterodon Flyers. In Islands of Adventure. But this one felt a little bit more intense. There was a couple of bits where it sped up a fair bit. Well, yeah. So I think the Pterodon flyers at Islands of Adventure is more like dinosauring here. Uh, did you see dinosauring? I didn't do dinosauring, unfortunately. But I enjoyed Canopy Flyer. Some nice views of the Lost World area. Nice. Um, but the main attraction is the Jurassic Park Rapids Adventure. And this was interesting because it's basically the river adventure, uh, but you're in a raft. Uh, a know, rapids a, a raft. Rapids raft. You get pretty wet, wetter than you would do on a splash boat. I would, I would say the dinosaur animatronics I thought were noticeably worse. Oh, really? Than in Florida. I okay. don't think they were as detailed, and I don't think the movements because they would be newer. I mean, I was watching. There's a fantastic YouTube channel which I recently discovered. I think it's just called Theme Park History. Uh, I highly recommend it, and they recently did an episode about. Jurassic Park in California and spoke about how as far as they were aware it remains the most expensive theme park ride ever built. Oh wow. Purely because of the level of work that went into the dinosaurs and the fact that they basically treated them as if they were being made for the movies. Yeah. And it was interesting because apparently when the movie was being made the, the irony. Spielberg wanted every dinosaur to be an animatronic. Yeah. And that wasn't really feasible. So the T-Rex, for example, they really built in terms of an animatronic was their head. Yeah. And the rest of it was CG. Whereas on the ride, obviously, everything's got to be an animatronic. You can't have CG animals on a ride, Josh. Yeah. We'll, we'll put them in post. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. You ride the ride. There's no dinosaurs. And at the end, you can buy a DVD where the dinosaurs <laughs> are in it. 
It would just look like the Star Wars remaster. Yeah. Just act like there's dinosaurs there. <laughs> yeah. Ah! It's like a was it Earth Disaster the movie? Yes. Yeah. You just have people like right to your right. There's a thing. It's about to knock you off course. But yeah, I still got a thrill from it. I thought the drop was good. I got very wet. There was How a does the drop compare? Because obviously a raft or a, a barge is kind of different style. Boat's quite easy to do a quite a large drop on. Yeah. So the drop's not nearly as big and it's not nearly as steep. But obviously, I mean, when I was on it, I was looking into the drop. But there's obviously the chance that you could be going down backwards. backwards. Oh, damn. So that adds potential sense of fear to yes. it, I would say. And also... Does it, of, does it have the T-Rex? Yeah, it has the T-Rex. So you could be going backwards into... So you into could potentially be sort of... You could sort of look up and behind you at the T-Rex. Yeah, Jeez. it's quite. Yeah, that, that that's almost, quite daunting. That almost makes me want to kind of keep like go back and just keep doing it until I'm at yeah. the back when it comes to going up the 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 hill. Obviously, the 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 thing about the raft boats is that water can more easily get in from the sides and and kind of catch you off guard. So the potential to get wet is probably increased. And as I said, I did end up getting pretty pretty wet on that one. But good fun, and I think probably second to the mummy in terms of. Having not ridden Battle Star, second to the mummy, I would say in terms of just thrill. And I mean, getting wet is what you want from a ride like that, especially in a country like Singapore where it is hot. Yes, and it's, uh, it's quite uh, humid, right? A hundred percent. It was it was good theme park weather. Next up is a uh, Shrek themed land. Yeah, this is strange. This feels like something that would have been great in two thousand and four. <laughs> right now, just feels like a strange throwback to something that. I mean, there's talk about Universal wanting to, if not reboot, find a way to bring Shrek back. I yes. That, I mean, the problem with rebooting Shrek is that you can't change the voice cast. No, Shrek is Shrek. Yeah, it doesn't feel like you could replace them, does it? Like, no. you. Mike Myers is Shrek, Eddie Murphy is Donkey, yeah. Antonio Banderas is... And it's quite funny because this whole the whole Shrek cast... It's very much gone the way of Shrek. They're all like these washed-up has-beens. Yeah. Maybe I'm being harsh. But it's interesting. The, I can't remember the last time uh, I saw a film with any of these people. Fiona yeah. Cameron Diaz, probably the most replaceable. But they, even that, they wouldn't. You know, no. They would just... It feels like if Shrek's going to come back, um, they will too. So the point is that without Shrek coming back, it's not... A, it's, I love Shrek. Shrek 1 and Shrek 2. If they're not old enough to be considered classics. They probably never will be considered classics. They were great at the time. They had two bad sequels and a few spin-offs nobody asked for. And yet here's an entire theme park land themed to yeah. the property. And it feels a bit strange. Did you get there via Enchanted Airways, Tom? No, I can't say I did. Enchanted Airways, though, that is a classic flying unicorn, Goofy's Barnstormer, Kiddie Coaster oh, okay. thing to the dragon from Shrek. Awesome. Uh, I liked the queue area. There were lots of dumb jokes about you, you know, airlines. There was a sleeping gingerbread man who was meant to be sort of doing check-in. Brilliant. That was fun. Yeah. And yeah, it was it was what it says on the tin, really. It is a, a red flying unicorn. <laughs> Then you've got the Shrek 4D adventure. Is this like at Orlando? It's 100% the same. 100% same the same. Yeah. Because apparently there's like three or four studios for that at Orlando. Well, it's in, in Singapore, It's you queue inside the castle. That's really cool. The castle is massive. And for it to only be the frontage for this 4D show that's 20 years old almost. Yeah. Feels like you're maybe not doing it justice. 
you know, I'll stick a photo on the Parkcraft podcast Instagram page. Ha ha. Yeah, throwing that plug out there. <laughs> so you can go and have a look at it for yourself. But it's massive, it's grand, it's a, you know, it's a great photo opportunity. And inside it's a 20-year-old 4D show. It's it's like, oh, right, okay. But the pre-show yeah. is the same as well. Brilliant. Pinocchio and the pigs are in the cages. It's exactly the same. Standard. Yeah. And that's sort of, I guess that is in itself a sort of parody of sort of, I mean, that part is kind of like the Muppets, yeah. old men, isn't it? Well, I feel mm-hmm. like that kind of sums up the whole vibe of this land, you know, the flagship. Well, I don't know if it's fair to say whether they consider it the flagship attraction, but it's in the castle, so I'm going to say it is. And it's a 20-year-old yeah. 4D show. They also have uh, a Ferris wheel there. They had the Ferris wheel themed to the fairy godmother's like potion. Did you shop. go go there? Go um, on no, it's weird because it's actually inside the shop. It's tiny. What? It's a tiny little Ferris wheel that would probably you wouldn't even find it in a shopping mall. It's just in the back of this shop. That's really bizarre. Doors, yeah. The Shrek gift shop, which is themed to the fairy godmother, has a Ferris wheel in the back. It's tiny. There's maybe like four or five cars. That's really bizarre. Very odd. Really bizarre. Yeah. We also did Donkey Live. You saw Donkey we Live, did, did Donkey you? Donkey Live, which is very awkward. Very awkward. How, how does that go down? I, I can't imagine that. Very funny. Like, the language barrier doesn't help. You've got a, a huge mix of languages in the audience when we were there. I thought it flew it's, over it's, a lot of people's heads. And it is hard to do comedy that appeals to everyone. I feel like physical comedy is... Is Donkey in English? Donkey's in English. It's a bad Eddie Murphy impression. And he's really going for it, and it's just not very funny. And I thought at times there were some slightly tasteless jokes that kind of uh, bordered on, like, depending on how sensitive I wanted to be about it, maybe slightly casual racism. <laughs> but <laughs> Okay. It was the type of thing where, you know, if I wanted to be as understanding as I could, I'd be like, that's a bit unfortunate. Yeah. Maybe trying a bit hard there. But if I wanted to put my sort of, PC hat on, I'd be like, Oi, mate, get that donkey off the stage. He's a racist. <laughs> I, I love, uh, also, yeah. it's called Donkey Live, live in the. Live once again in inverted commas. Yeah. Can confirm exclusively here, it was live. Was I saw it happen. Do you Were the jokes pre recorded? No. I was it someone that. behind the scenes telling no, the jokes? It, yeah, because yeah, there was audience interaction. Right, okay. Yeah, they got a little girl to come out on Because the they, they do that in a couple of places right, okay. at. Where are you from? Universal, you yeah. having a good time? Blah, Have blah, you seen blah. the. Is it the fountain outside Sinbad? Yes. Oh, my word. One of my favourite theme park experiences ever was going up to that fountain as a kid with my sister, not knowing it was going to be yeah. an interactive fountain. The guy started talking. Literally, we were there for about 45 minutes. Me and my sister essentially having this exclusive audience with this fountain. Amazing. So good. Amazing. I, I'm so glad you've reminded me of that moment in my life because it was phenomenal. I, I often go past her. How you doing, fountain? <laughs> and then there was the Puss in Boots ride. So this was like a suspended... Giant Roller journey. Coaster. You're kind of in a little compartment that's hanging from the track. Does it uh, swing? Uh, a little bit, yeah. This wasn't very good. The, 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 I guess the most novel part of it is that near the start of the ride, you go up. Have you done the, vertically? Yeah, yeah, vertically. Have you done the um, the Cobra's Curse at Bush Gardens? No, I, I know of it though. Right, so it's similar to that. Okay, where to get. The, the car's up to a point where it can go and do roller coaster stuff. Yeah. It just it goes up like a yeah. lift. Opposite to uh, 13 at Alton Towers. And I had I have not seen the Puss in Boots film and so I had no idea what was going on. 
but there was like this big villainous bird and there was a lady cat who I assume was in romance with Puss and uh, Puss join Puss and Kitty on this anti-gravity swashbuckling adventure anti-gravity is a bold way of putting it mission space this is not (laughs) the queue was long but we did it anyway and I can't say it was a great use of my time but hey did you watch them dance at all for the magic beans Uh, no I caught the very very tail end Puss in Boots Dance for the Magic Beans <laughs> which is just this little show it's almost like um, what's that classic English puppet show what's it Trudy and Broody and Punch and, Punch and Foodie, Judy Judy Punch, Punch and Judy, Judy. Uh, it was a bit like that like these two like cat puppets right. dance on the stage mucking about it's what it was if you're walking past it you stop for 10 seconds and go Huh. Huh, okay. And then yeah. you keep going on to where I, you're going. I don't know what film Kitty Southpaws is in, whether it's in the Puss in Boots film or... Be. I've never seen it. No. I don't know. Clearly the DreamWorks films are incredibly popular in this part of the world. Yeah. Did you uh, meet Shrek, Princess Fiona? No, I didn't. Uh, no, I didn't. I met them in uh, Florida, so I didn't feel the need. And then finally, for us anyway, going anti-clockwise, Madagascar. Hmm. Madagascar. This is based on the film, not which I mean is is in the country of Madagascar, but it's based on the film, not the area, right? <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So there's a, just to get it out of the way, there's a carousel, which I didn't okay. do, uh, and then there's a ride. So there's a dark ride. It's uh, a boat ride, kind of. It's a small world. You're in a little, you know, boat that fits. Oh, plenty, really? Plenty of people. You're going through the story of the film. A Crate Adventure. A Crate Adventure, which is a good name. Yeah. And fitting, because if they called it A Great Adventure, it would be false advertising, let me tell you. Oh. Oh, Savage. Uh, Now, I do have sympathy for this, because I did some reading, and the ride was... uh, The construction of the ride was heavily delayed and affected by fire. Oh. Which meant that it badly affected the... I think ultimately quality of the ride, certainly the animatronics. The animatronics are, they're bad. They're not particularly detailed. They don't move a lot. So right. you're going through the plot of the film and there's voiceover, which is coming from from what I didn't think was a particularly good sound system. I have to be honest, like purely on a... Is it like in in the building or is it on the boat where the sound is coming from? I think it was in the building and it was quite echoey and hard to decipher and it was definitely one of those rides where it sometimes felt like the boat wasn't moving in particularly great time with the voiceover. Right. So you would be losing some of it and picking some other part of it up and none of it would particularly feel cohesive. And as I say, the animatronics, there were some nice looking figures because, you know, Madagascar, the visual style of that film holds up the big expressive characters and even when they're stationary, they're... There's something you would get a photo with, I would think, when you're walking around a park. But when you're actually on a ride, it, it it felt dull, to be honest. Right. And I feel like even if you were a kid, you would probably come out of it feeling a bit disappointed because... You'd have to be a really big Madagascar fan to again, enjoy Madagascar, it. And again, Madagascar, even less than Shrek, I would ex- I would suggest, in terms of you know a film that people particularly yeah. think fondly of 10 years or It's more an enjoyable film, but out. it's nothing... Yeah. I, I mean, that had a number of sequels and spin-offs. There was a did, TV show. I didn't see any of them. I saw the Penguin spin-off movie. Yeah. I think there was a TV show as well. I didn't see any of the direct sequels. Um, King Louis had a thing. Is it King... Not King Louis. King, King Julian. King Julian. King Louis is... Uh, the Jungle Book. Yeah. And of course, there's a room where I like to move it. Move it plays exceptionally loudly. Of course. But, I mean, this, this just goes to show really 
how easy it is to underappreciate, I guess, just how well Disney does these kinds of rides. You know, people say, you know, the Pinocchio ride in Paris or the old Snow White ride or the Little Mermaid ride that went up in Magic Kingdom recently. On paper, they're all very simple. You're moving through the plot of a children's film with animatronics and music playing. But the animatronics all, whether they're old or new, hold up and look great. The music gets you going. It's used well. The, the plot of the film obviously is not scene for scene, but it works, I think, both for people who have seen the films and people who haven't. Whereas this just felt like a bit of a mess. And as much as I like to give them sympathy for what sounds like a very difficult construction period, I can only say what I felt about the ride coming out. And that was like, wow, this was not worth queuing for. Yeah. Gun- it's a shame because uh, I feel like we've, the way we've gone around the map... It's like episode, it's regressed. It's regressed. Go clockwise... And you'll end up enjoying it more. Yeah, your day will get better and yeah. better, especially if Battlestar Galactica's open. Yeah, I had, I had fun. I'm I'm glad to have gone, and it was it was interesting because this was the first time I'd been to a Universal or Disney park outside the US, and so it was just interesting to get uh, a feel for what those parks could be like outside their home nation absolutely comparison's always really cool yeah definitely so that's it Josh that's Universal Singapore if you're in Singapore and, uh, and haven't been to Universal Singapore before I'd say it's worth a trip it's it's cheap enough it won't take you a whole day and one thing I will give it credit for is that there's a good variety of rides for all ages even if I think some of the kiddie rides are a little bit lacking and maybe take for granted the fact and take advantage of the fact that they're kiddie rides. They can't right, yeah. corners because they're kiddie Kids, rides. Because they, they can think they can get away with it. Because they think they can get away with it. And maybe maybe in, a, they in, in done. other parks, they wouldn't do that. Well, thank you very much for taking us through no, you're, Universal you're Singapore. You're very welcome. I will stick some pictures from the trip up on our Instagram and Facebook pages. Where where can we be found on Facebook and Instagram, Tom? Those are Park, park Rush Podcast. Isn't on, that, that's uh, what it is on Twitter as well, right? It, it is indeed. Excellent. Obviously, we're on SoundCloud. We are. SoundCloud.com forward slash Park Rush. Yeah. Uh, if you have any comments or questions or want to complain about something, email us at uh, podcast at parkrush.com. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Until next time. Goodbye.